Hey there, this is the No Contempt Podcast, but more specifically, it is a half pod, the the, the mini No Contempt Podcast. And uh, it, it is smaller in that it is much shorter and not nearly as long, and therefore probably easier to listen to and probably will get more clicks because they say that people tend to watch videos and listen to podcasts that are shorter. But I like to think that you guys like the the, the long ones, you know, the hour and a half ones. I, I like to think that you like to listen to my voice for an hour, but maybe that's just what I like to think. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, um, I just wanted to read a couple scriptures and then say a few things and then I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be on my way. But um, the, the title of today's half podcast is My Father's Business. And this is actually a mini version of a larger, fuller podcast that I'll be doing in the near future, also called My Father's Business. But I'll be going a little bit different direction in that one than I am today. But I just wanted to read a couple of scriptures. And uh, to start out, um, I just wanted to quote this, you know, in the book of Matthew, it talks about when Jesus was a little boy, that Mary and Joseph couldn't find him anywhere, and, and they searched for him for three days, and he was in the temple, and he was actually teaching the the rabbis. He was actually teaching the people, the scribes in the temple, and they were astonished by him. And, and when his mom found him, she said, where were you, and, and why did you cause us this anxiety? And, and Jesus said, did you not know that I must be about my father's business. Him teaching the word, him him ministering in the temple, this was his father's business. I want to read this to you. In Isaiah 58, it says this, uh, in verse 3, it says, We have fasted, they say, and have you not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. This is God talking. He says this, Indeed, you fast for strife and debate, and to strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. Is it a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Down in verse 6, it says this, Is this not the fast that I have chosen? to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out, when you see the naked that you cover him, and hide not yourself from your own flesh? So he's talking about this is the fast or the sacrifice that is acceptable to God. You know, in other places... Um, Jesus said that God would rather have mercy rather than sacrifice. He's talking about loosing the bonds of wickedness and undoing the heavy burdens. Now, in John chapter 4, it says this uh, in verse 1, Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize with his disciples, he left Judea and departed. But he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. And it says in verse 7, A woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. 
for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her and said, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And she went on to say, You have nothing to draw with and the water is deep. And where will you get this living water? And Jesus said, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never thirst. And without reading every verse in this, he goes on to tell her to call her husband and come back. And she says, I don't have a husband. And then he prophesies and he says, It is right when you say you have no husband, or I should say he discerns. Uh, He said, You've had five husbands and the man you're with currently is not your husband. And basically, he, he talks to her about worship, and he talks to her about what true worship is, and he speaks these words of life to her. He speaks these words of living water to her, and she gets so excited when she realizes that he's the Messiah, and she runs and shares this message with her whole town. And later on, the disciples asked Jesus about this, and, and, and they, they offered him food, And he said, I have food to eat that you don't know about. And he said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Jesus knew what his father's business was. And he knew that it was not to get into debate, to get into arguments, to do all this other stuff. He he knew that his father's work was to relieve the heavy burden that was weighing people down to minister words of life to people, to be at the right place at the right time. You know, Samaria was a place where Jews simply did not go. And like she said, Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. It was one of those places that they didn't shop in Samaria. You know why? Because we don't want to give our money to those Samaritans. You know, I just did a podcast uh, called Jesus and Politics, and I talked about some of these things. And, you know... It is good for Christians to be involved in politics and know the spiritual influences behind many things happening in the political arena. But we do also have to be very careful not to allow political preferences or political prejudices to keep us from our Father's business. I've heard this in years past and even recently, oh, they just lost my business. Those people just lost my business. Oh, they're supporting them. They just lost my business. Oh, they're they're not supporting them. They just lost my business. Oh, they're supporting this movement. They just lost my business. I've heard that a lot. But I want to ask you a question. Are you about your own business? Are you about your father's business? I understand not wanting to give your money to something that may be not a good thing or a good cause. But are you about your business? Or are you about your father's business? Let me ask you this. What if God told you to go to that store that you don't like to shop at because somebody there needed the words of life that day? What if God told you to go to that coffee shop that you don't like because somebody there needed prayer, needed to be ministered to? Would you be willing to overcome your own prejudices to go where the Spirit of God leads you to go? Are you about your business? Are you about your father's business? I have a next door neighbor. And his name is Jack. 
I won't tell you anything else about Jack because I don't want to, you know, violate his privacy. You don't know where I live. You don't know his last name. I'm not telling you anything else about him, but I will tell you that his name is Jack. And, and, and something about Jack at this moment, uh, Jack is not a believer. And, and every now and then I, I, when I go outside, I'll talk to Jack at the mailbox. And, you know, Jack has recently expressed to me, you know, his political views, his thoughts on politics and I'll just say that they don't exactly line up with mine. <laughs> but, you know, he's also expressed to me how afraid he is of the virus that's in the world right now and how afraid he is of death. And he's expressed these things to me. And, you know, Jack is in his 70s. And uh, I thought about this today. You know, Jack doesn't need me to argue with him about the vaccine. Jack doesn't need me to argue with him about presidential candidates. Jack doesn't need me to argue with him about health care. You know what Jack needs? Jack needs Jesus. And, and, and I could argue with Jack about my political views. And by some miracle, maybe I would win the argument. Maybe I would even convince him to think like me politically. But let me ask you a question. If I did that, and then I went into my house, and he got into his car and drove to the store and got hit by a drunk driver, would anything that I convinced him about politically matter? No. We have to be very careful about not getting pulled away from our father's business. Now, there are things that we should do in the political world. There are people who are called to that. We're called to pray. We're called to be engaged, and I'm not trying to preach this thing of, like, politics don't matter, and this doesn't matter, nothing else matters. No, those things are important, but we just have to guard this thing right here. We can't let an outward thing pull us away from our Father's business. Don't let a political prejudice keep you from ministering the love and life of Jesus Christ to somebody. Don't let anything keep you from your father's business.